0: Against
1: Cancer podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma Hillier-Moses, Move Charity founder, lover of all things running, travel and tea. And I'm Lucy Gossage, oncologist, outdoor adventure lover and 5K Your Way co-founder. I'm Georgie
0: Freeman, lover of exploring new places and the 5K Your Way manager. The reason we originally set up this podcast was to inspire and support and empower people to move and live an active and fulfilling life despite a cancer diagnosis. In this podcast, we want to share the stories of ordinary people doing incredible things as they find their own way
1: to move against cancer. Going through cancer treatment can feel incredibly isolating and lonely. There's so much behind every individual cancer journey, and so much of it is unseen and often unspoken. We want to explore the ways our guests navigate their way through the unimaginable. And we hope that by doing this, we can provide you with some tips, some tools and some inspiration to make your journey that little bit easier.
0: We'll cover every aspect of living with and after cancer, from physical and psychological wellbeing, identity, goal setting, mindset, staying active, grief and loss, family and friends, and so much more. We will make you laugh, but we also may make you cry. But we guarantee that you'll take something away from every single episode. So we do really hope that you enjoy
1: listening. Georgie, hello. How good is it that the podcast is back and 5K Your groups are back?
0: It's amazing. It's so finally, I feel like I started this job expecting to go to the group in march 2020 and then finally july 2021 i've been now to two groups so super <laughs> excited to have those back and series two of the podcast so all going for me at the moment
1: <laughs> what was it what did you think of the the good because you came to the nottingham for the the soft relaunch um and obviously that's the the oldest running group so there were lots of people that you know that my friends that i hadn't seen for 18 months um what did you make of it
0: Oh, it was awesome. The Nottingham one, so many people. I didn't realise you you know, you get so many. That was brilliant and so lovely to all go for a coffee afterwards. And my favourite bit was where you run and then you pass people running the other way up and down the hills. And everyone's just smiling and you've got your 5k t-shirt on. And even though I didn't know everyone, I was cheering and smiling at everyone going their own pace. And Yeah, loved coming along to that one. And then the other one I went to um, down here in the south was um, Alice Holt, and that was also lovely and such a beautiful location all through the forest and trail runs and everything. And everyone sat and had a coffee afterwards. And, yeah, such positive atmosphere and such lovely weather. We were really lucky with that. And, yeah, all the ambassadors really welcoming. Quite a few people coming for the first time at the Alice Holt one as well. So lovely to see people actually getting out and being active and not sitting on screens talking to each other
1: (laughs) it actually made me really emotional seeing all the blue t-shirts back in Nottingham and um, yeah very very sadly we lost Tony um, who was one of our Nottingham ambassadors he died just after that first first reunion but it was it was so lovely to see him and yeah seeing seeing the, this kind of sea of, of blue t-shirts so it did make me kind of it almost brought a little tear to my eye. <laughs> oh it's
0: so low. I think you know you and Emma should be so so proud of what you've created and to actually finally get to go I was chuffed and also then it's amazing on social media to see all of the other groups around the country all on the same day it's just photo after photo of blue t-shirts and yeah just sitting and look at it on a saturday it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the podcast is back, so I know when we we started this, we were we were really nervous about it, and um, I was certainly way out of my comfort zone. But looking back at the pod, I mean, we've had some amazing guests who who've just opened their hearts about their experiences and finding their own way through cancer. Um, you you know, you haven't worked with people with cancer before you joined Five K your way, and, no. and I, I suspect there've been bits of it that've been quite tough, and you probably learned a lot. What are your yeah? What are your favorite pods that you've listened to so far? And um, yeah, what I guess what standout moments? The the podcasts
0: of I've learned loads, you know. And and I think what's important to highlight as well is that you know if for, from as someone that's not living with or beyond cancer, but obviously I got involved because you know I had family that were, um, and so you know it just shows that the podcasts can can everyone can relate to them even if they're not and everyone can take something away from them um, you know what every single one showed me was the fact that anyone living with them or beyond cancer or has gone through you know that that journey has still come out the other side and some part of it has had a smile on their face and has and has kind of like taken something from it positively And you're like, wow, how have you been through that and actually come out the other side and still can reflect on, you know, obviously it's a horrible situation, but they've all been able to actually like learn from it and then come out the other side and actually still be positive within themselves and, you know, still face up to that situation no matter how hard it is.
1: And I know one of the I mean, I think for me, one of the, the ones I'm proudest of and, and found most difficult was the one with Gillian Sewell. So yeah. Gillian's son, Lewis, was a patient of mine and he died um, in August 2020. And it, I, I, I mean, I personally, it meant so much to be able to have that conversation with Gillian. But um, I know people were scared to listen to it. And, and, and you, I think, were a little bit scared to listen to it
0: yeah I definitely was. I you know had to get in the right headspace, but at the same time you know really wanted to listen and and then actually was so glad that I did because- you know you don't expect that conversation to be remotely you know positive, but overall, the majority of it really was, and I came away from it like wow what an incredible lady and wow I need to go and live my life and Mm -hmm. you know make the most out of every day and so it, it was so like almost rewarding to listen to because she'd she'd they had clearly made the most of their you know last time together and so then it you know it really resonated with me to actually be like no you should listen to something like this because it will kind of it will almost make you reflect differently on life I think, but obviously you know everyone will take it in their own way, and you kind of have to be in the right headspace to listen, but I would really recommend it
1: <laughs> and I think that's what I took from every single interview actually uh you know the ones that i I did I just felt so privileged to have Sally and David and Tracy and you know and Jillian open open up to me and and I came away every single one, just as you say inspired to to make the most of every single day, and I think that's what. That was what makes me so happy that I have this job as an oncologist, because even though it's so devastating at times, it really makes you not sweat the small things and, and yeah. every little thing in life. Um, Definitely. And I think all of the podcasts are brilliant. And,
0: you know, if anyone wants to go back and listen, they they'll be able to take even even just one small thing from every single one. I I will definitely like hold you to it. take something from each one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyway, that is a, a push to go back and have a. a, <laughs> a They're all amazing. We're not biased in the slightest. <laughs> we've got a really great new series kicking off. We've got um, some really interesting guests lined up. Um, Georgie's kicking off with the first episode, um, so we'll hand over to, to Georgie, who's been chatting to Tony and Sarah
0: yeah so this first podcast um was kind of a reflection on our group's actually restarting um so i talked to tony our wilmslow ambassador um about kind of the group's not happening during covid and about the the um some of his participants coming back and actually like the difference that it's made you know not not meeting virtually actually meeting in person Um, And then Sarah um, was brand new ambassador for a brand new group in Shrewsbury, So that was really exciting to actually talk to her about how the group came about, why she wanted to start it and and how it's been going so far. So hopefully you'll enjoy this this first podcast and then Lucy and Gemma will take it away with some excellent guests um, coming up over the next month or so. So really looking forward to it.
1: Brilliant. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure you. Yeah, I don't know if you covered this with Tony, but um, Tony ran a ridiculous number of days in in. Um, in what's the word consecutively i think yeah he ran for a year or hiked every day he's got um prostate cancer he's just a legend um he he's probably very humble um he's also the mayor of alteringham i think
0: um, yeah yeah right. he is <laughs> we didn't actually get round to talking about his consecutive runs i think it was like 370 in the end to reach his cancer anniversary so crazy amount of runs and hikes every day so kudos to tony <laughs> what a legend Cool. Well, um, enjoy listening. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great. And we're extremely lucky to be here today with Tony Collier. Tony is our Wilmslow 5K way ambassador, our Northwest regional champion, and overall a fantastic advocate for 5K UA of everything to do with moving when living with and beyond cancer and spreading the awareness of the importance of this far and wide. Um, I hope that kind of does you justice there, Tony.
2: Yeah, thanks, Georgia. That's a great intro. Love it.
0: Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Um, so we're going to try and keep this slightly short and sweet. Um, so briefly, can you tell us, going back to um, your cancer diagnosis and your your journey up to this point, Tony?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, putting it bluntly, if it weren't for the fact that I'm a runner and was a runner back when I was diagnosed, I'd probably be dead now. Um, I was training to run an ultramarathon, um, a Comrades ultramarathon in South Africa. I had a groin strain, decided to get it investigated by a sports injuries doctor, did an MRI scan. He saw something on the scan, ended up being um, advanced stage prostate cancer. And after a few more tests, um, they told me that it was very advanced. It spread to the pelvis, hips, ribs, spine, neck and skull. And I was given a worst case prognosis of two years. And it's the most devastating period of my life. It's indescribable being told you've got um, cancer, but being told that it's incurable is utterly devastating. And our will fell apart, but we're doing okay. We're still here.
0: Then how, how long ago was that?
2: That was in May two thousand and seventeen. So you know, worst case prognosis of two years and my oncologist tells me that I'm booking the trend and it's nice to be exceptional for something <laughs>
0: <laughs> brilliant definitely 100% yeah and and now you know we've just been talking about you having your your daughter's wedding so talk us through from you know not kind of thinking you'd actually be able to walk her down the aisle to 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 be able to do that
2: yeah i think the first thing that happens when you get a cancer diagnosis and they tell you it's in reality it's terminal is that you start thinking about all the things you won't get to do. So um, at the time, my grandson was three, and I wouldn't get to see him become a teenager, and I wouldn't get to walk my daughter down the aisle. But anyway, on bank holiday Monday, just gone, 30th of August, which was also the fourth generation of my wife's family that were married on the 30th of August. So it was our wedding anniversary. It was my wife's mum's wedding anniversary. It would have been her parents' wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah, I walked my daughter down the aisle, and it was the most incredible day. It was beautiful. And it uh, we, we was just exceptional and she was so beautiful, stunningly, stunningly good looking girl and just so proud to be there. And there were lots of tears and emotions. And unfortunately, her husband's mother died of breast cancer back in January. So she wasn't there, which made it even more emotional. And it just made you realize the cost of cancer to families and lives. So I was just so privileged and so lucky to be there for her.
0: So lovely. Um... And so thinking about the the raising of awareness that you do um because i know you know you can talk through a bit about what you do with prostate cancer what why why do you kind of want to drive what drives you to do that
2: yeah i think it's a simple message if i'd known that i'd had a right to a psa blood test at the age of 50 and i'd had one every year i wouldn't have been diagnosed terminal at 60 because i'd have been diagnosed early and one of the key fundamental things with prostate cancer is most men don't have symptoms. And early diagnosis leads to curative treatment. And my wife asked the urologist at our first meeting with him, how long do you think Tony's had this cancer? And uh, the urologist said he's probably had it grown inside for 10 years because it had spread literally throughout my skeletal torso. So I think the key there is that the more men that know about it, the better, uh, because they can, they can basically get diagnosed early and cured. And so I keep spreading the word. In fact, I've done an awareness talk this morning and I've got uh, two next week and I do try and do sort of one a week. And, uh, you know, I know it saves lives because I've had people phone me and say, Tony, I'm calling to say thank you for saving my life.
0: Um, Wait. Just going to pause you there. That's amazing. That's, so, that's such an incredible thing to do.
2: And actually, the reality is that I haven't saved their lives. They've just heard my story and they've done something proactive about it. So they've saved their own lives. And that's my usual response. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's what an epitaph. You know, when, eventually this cancer does take me. and uh, What an epitaph that would be. He saved a few lives along the way. So I'm going to keep doing my awareness because I, I think it's just so vitally important.
0: Yeah 100% good for you that's excellent um so kind of going off of that onto the we wanted to talk a little bit about the impact of covid and obviously the long period where people weren't able to meet you know, in their 5k away groups or in their other support groups, um, you know, face to face in person, or obviously they were going for treatment on their own. um, And those those people, obviously, it must have been a massive struggle, but let alone. But also for the people like yourself living kind of with or beyond cancer. Um, What was the impact of COVID from your point of view?
2: To be honest, the first lockdown sort of spring 2020 was devastating for me. Um, I lived with my grandchildren and I couldn't see them and I literally fell apart and actually running got me back together again because I decided to try to run at least 5k every day in May and then May became June and June became July and soon we got to a year and I ended up doing 374 consecutive days and 1546 miles and it was the best thing I ever did for my mental health
0: that's amazing
2: yeah and you know I, I stopped on my cancerversary which is the 9th of May um but yeah the, the other people in the group we tried to keep in contact we had coffee mornings on zoom um, and we we tried to support each other all the way through it and yeah it's been very difficult very difficult for everybody um but i think most people still managed to get some exercise done and i think you know this thing about exercise and cancer is really vital and as you know i'm a massive advocate for exercise with you know working as an ambassador for 5k your way and also a, a patient representative for prehab for cancer it's just so important and um, I'm really glad it helped me, but I'm also really glad it helped everybody else.
0: Yeah, that leads us very, very nicely onto the impact of 5k away. And, it, you know, it was so lovely to see our groups restart. And obviously, that's what the focus of this this episode is, is about, um, you know, going from not having anything during COVID to, to actually kind of starting back. So kind of talk us through your 5k away journey. How did you hear about it? How did you get everything started?
2: I actually can't remember how I heard about it, it (laughs) probably on Twitter Um, and I think it was around sort of October 2018 um, and I heard about it and I thought actually this sounds really good Um, so I contacted 5k your way and said how about let me do one at Wilmslow and um, I contacted the Wilmslow core team and they've been massively massively supportive and the volunteers have been exactly the same. Wayne Jaffer, who is one of our run directors, is also an oncological surgeon specialising in melanoma. So I was pushing against an open door, which was a big help. Um, but they were, they, were, they were incredibly supportive and have been incredibly supportive ever since. And so uh, we started in February 2019. We've had as many as 45 there. We've had as few as three. We generally get sort of 10 or 12 people, Had massive support from the healthcare communities, particularly from Greater Manchester Cancer um and actually now that we've got uh every corner of greater manchester covered with a 5k your way that was one of the targets i set out to achieve and we've got there and great that they're actually all starting up now the last ones in september so you know great stuff so yeah it's been you know enough, enough 5k your way it's just it's been it's been brilliant for me it was everything i stood for was basically what you stood for we stood for yeah and i'm just so pleased to bring it to, to wilmsley
0: um, from from that, what does what did Parkrun mean to you? Because af- I remember you told me before, from from being a runner to then being a runner after your diagnosis, and Parkrun kind of changed your mentality, didn't it?
2: Yeah, in the old days when I was training for marathons and things, Parkrun was a five k race on a Saturday morning, and I couldn't do a race followed by a twenty mile run on Sunday. And once I was diagnosed, I realised actually this is not what part runs about. It made me change my my psychology and mentality about it, and I grew to love it. I grew to love the sense of community, and Wilmslow is known as the Prosecco part run there's always a <laughs> celebration with Prosecco afterwards when someone's I, done a milestone. So
0: I can't yeah. wait to come visit. <laughs> Sounds then, so fun.
2: I've done 24 part runs before I was diagnosed, and I've done another hundred and. 25 since wow. so I'm pushing yeah sorry 115 I've done 142 now wow. most of them since I was diagnosed and of course my times have gone backwards which is what part runs all about.
0: Love it excellent and I know you kind of was was talking about a couple of members from your group and it'd be great to kind of for you to tell their stories just to just to kind of for every, anyone that's listening that's maybe a bit worried about coming along or doesn't kind of understand fully what 5k is about it'd be great to hear what it's been like for the people that have come along to Wilmsley?
2: Yeah, I think it's a mixed experience since we've restarted. We've still got some people who are immunocompromised. They have come along and they've walked, but the coffee thing is a bit difficult for them. Um, I'm very blessed to have two co-ambassadors. Sarah, who is amazing, she works for Northwest Ambulance. And I was so pleased when I asked her and she said yes to become a co-ambassador with me, and she's been an absolute godsend. She's a wonder woman. But actually, the impact of um, 5K Your Way For Me was embodied in um, the most recent edition in, back in, uh, uh, in August. Is it August? No, was it? Oh, yeah, August. Um, when a new guy came along and he'd been the previous week and sort of vaguely introduced himself. And he'd come down to suss out what Wilmslow Park Run was all about. And then he turned up on 5k your way day and he said well you know last week i did it in 44 minutes and it was a bit of a a jog and quite a lot of walking he said but this time i want to get inside that and i've got this plan i'm going to walk for two minutes and run for five minutes so i said right well i'll go with you and let the other ambassadors do the tail walking thing at the back anyway he did that he ran like a a demon (laughs) (laughs) finished in thirty three thirty or something
0: amazing
2: and, and when we crossed the finish line he nearly burst into tears because he said oh. i can't believe i've done that i can still run after cancer and he'd been diagnosed six weeks earlier sorry he'd been diagnosed a bit early but he'd had major surgery six weeks beforehand
0: wow
2: and he ran thirty he's been back since as well his family came with him you know and they basically walked at the back so just incredibly supportive and we've exchanged messages since and i've posted about him on The 5k your way uh, social media that's for me what 5k your way was all about we made the difference to one person's life and that's what 5k your way is about it's not about getting 40 or 50 people there every week it's about making a difference to one person's life john is incredibly grateful that he was that one person that time
0: amazing that's such a lovely story and you know Kudos to John, definitely. That's incredible, and I bet he'll keep improving every month.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, I'm not sure I can keep up with him now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to like race him off in front. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And then tell us about your, because I know you've had excellent, you know, pre-COVID, excellent coffees in the past as well. And that aspect of it is so important.
2: It is, yeah. The the final one before COVID closed us all down. I think we had something like 20 people went to the cafe we had five tables of four and we just sat there and yapped for an hour um i've also had like international superstars come along like jenny meadows who was wow. a former 800 meter international gb you know medalist at various yeah, different yeah. and we became friends and she came along one time and ran it and she came for breakfast with us and wow. you know, and it's that bit i mean the exercise is really important but then so is the socialization and i think we all know that um you know cancer basically leads to isolation in some cases what we're doing with the coffee morning that makes a difference is we're breaking social isolation
0: yeah 100 percent that and you know for, for anyone that that maybe might be thinking of coming along to to the group but might be nervous um you know or, or might think that it's a race you know a lot of people think that they have to run because it's called annoyingly kind of called park run um what would you say to someone someone in that State. we all do
2: we all do it our way and um, obviously at my, our last event in august i ran with john claire and sarah my other co-ambassadors walked at the back and everybody else that was doing 5k all way walked um, and that's the key we do it our way it's not a run it's not a race if you want to jog you can if you want to walk you can if you want to just stand cheer and volunteer that's absolutely fine we welcome everybody with open arms that's what part runs about and that's what 5k your way is all about
0: Excellent. That is a lovely, lovely way to finish. Thank you so, so much, Tony. I know that was short and sweet, but, you know, we could have gone on for for ages, but I really, really appreciate you taking the time and and overall really appreciate everything you do for 5K away. Thank you. It's my pleasure. That was brilliant. So lovely to talk to Tony. Now we're going to speak to Sarah, our new Shrewsbury ambassador. We're here with the lovely Sarah, our um, brilliant Shoesbury five K your way ambassador. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us, Sarah. Hi, Georgie. Brilliant to join you. Thanks for for coming, Sarah, and thanks for talking to us. Um, First of all, it'd be great to hear about your new Shoesbury group because it's one of the groups that have actually launched since COVID, Um, and I know we did a lot of work pre-COVID, and you've been waiting a long time to launch, so. It's really exciting to see your group actually start. Um, So it'd be great to know, first of all, why you actually wanted to start a group in Shrewsbury.
3: Well, uh, the reason I wanted to start this group was very much based on my own personal experience. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer um, uh, just over two years ago. Uh, I was very active before cancer, did a lot of triathlon and long distance events. And I... um, the cancer diagnosis came as a complete shock um and where the one thing i knew as soon as i was diagnosed that i wanted to do was to stay active throughout all my treatment because that way i felt i would be in some control of what was going on it was my way of of, of keeping control of my situation if you like um and parkrun was perfect for that so I carried on going to parkrun like straight after diagnosis all the way through my treatment through chemo radiotherapy um and it it, honestly it, it it helped me so much and then when I couldn't run during treatment I walked um and yeah I just listened to my body I never overdid it um but being able to keep moving was just so important and I then just decided that i just really wanted other people to realize this as well and realize that actually when you're going through cancer treatment yeah it's really good to be out there moving exercising you know just going for a walk even but i and and i knew about 5k your way from social media and from following um lucy gossage in particular um as a, a you know obviously as a triathlete um and i just thought this is perfect and i just kept thinking about it and thinking no i'm I need to do this almost because it's helping me as well as hopefully helping other people.
0: Excellent. Um, And tell us about your co-ambassadors, how, because I know that you knew some of them and and they came along and then I paired you up with some other people around Shrewsbury that were also interested in in starting a group there. So tell us about all of those and how you all come together as an excellent team. Well,
3: so initially i I knew uh, miles um uh, as a triathlon friend, and he and I attended a Macmillan um living well day sort of oh it was just before the pandemic started, and while we were there, we met Amy, who works in cancer services in our local hospital, and we got chatting and five k your way came up in conversation. Instigated by me, and they both both I sort of said, you know, would you be interested in in doing this as well? And they both sort of tentatively said yes. Uh, so I sort of got them on board, um, and then I applied just after that and put their names forward as well. I think, and then yeah, obviously the pandemic hit, and then a bit further down the line, I think it was about the August, um you got in touch with us and set up this uh, Zoom call for us and. Also, it turned out there was two more ladies who'd applied from Shrewsbury, uh, one of whom I did actually know a little bit um, from seeing her at the swimming pool and things. And the other lady I didn't know at all. So that was um, Sharon and Kath. And so the five of us had this Zoom call and it, yeah, it all just seemed absolutely right. You know, we'd all got different skills. Um, three of us have had cancer. Uh, no, two of us at that point had had cancer. The other three hadn't. Cath is a former GP. Uh, I thought we've got all different skill mixes. This is great. Um, So, yeah, we we started, um, you know, you gave us the go ahead. We started, we had a couple of informal meetups when we were allowed to during lockdown, you know, and um, we all started, you know, wearing our T-shirts in our quarry park together in Shrewsbury. So we started to become a little bit more visible, um, especially amongst the other local runners that were down there. And then fast forward to the spring of this year and, we, you know, when the launch was looking a lot more likely and and you said, well, if, you know, do say if there's any more people that would like to come on board. And I knew that my dear friend, Alison, um, who'd had cancer about six months before me, um, I thought, you know what, she'd be great. But I knew she wouldn't put herself forward for it. So I, I asked her the question and she said, oh, yeah, go on then. And anyway, so now Alison is also on board. And so we've got three of us who've been through cancer treatment and we're out the other side. And then we've got three who haven't, but they bring other skills to the group. So I think we are a really good mix of people. Um, Yeah,
0: I agree. I remember when yeah i remember first talking to you all and thinking each of you bring something really different to the to the group so and, and to have six ambassadors is incredible so brilliant and kind of i wanted to to talk about how you found the support from because i know Shrewsbury Park Run have been really supportive of 5k your way so talk us through that
3: well amy and um sharon both know the run director uh, pretty well, and they're well in with all the local run groups, so they um asked if if this would be all right, and yeah, basically no problem, you know, and yeah as we they've just been really supportive um when we've been down there um you know for the launch and I think for the soft launch although I wasn't there for that uh yeah, lots of support I mean all everybody was cheering us and just very welcoming. And then all on the social media, you know, they're sort of retweeting our tweets and things like that. And, you know, um, so, yeah, I, I, it's really, we've just fitted in well. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think we we are a good presence there um, and we, we slot nicely in with we, we Parkrun in Shrewsbury, I think. Yeah,
0: and they're starting to know that you're going to be there on the last Saturday of every month, getting the the presents. There is brilliant, isn't it? And everyone in their bright blue t-shirts.
3: Yes, definitely. And I, uh, you know, people have even come up and asked me already where they can get the t-shirts from. These are sort of, you know, just regular part runners. So that's all good. So we are getting noticed down there, definitely
0: such a is, brilliant is, way to good. to promote 5k away and um you know just to wear the t-shirts and then people asking and wondering what 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 it's all about and getting the message across is is excellent. Um so how talk us through how did the the full launch go at the end of August was it great to finally get out there?
3: Oh, do you know what Georgie, it felt like it was had been such a long time coming. I think we'd all felt you know, we almost had got to the point where we felt it was not going to happen because it kept getting delayed. But when it finally happened, it it was fabulous. Um, we, the soft launch had happened at the end of July, and um, they'd had one lady come along and join them. Uh, and they the group that did the soft launch, the other ambassadors, they'd had a lovely time walking around with her, and yeah, they they gave me really positive feedback. But when end of August came, we had um, a few more people come along, um, two or three more, you know, plus some friends and family. And um, it, it, I, I just came away buzzing from it, to be honest, because it just felt so positive. Um, it, it, I think yeah, it was just an overwhelming feeling of positivity that we were finally getting going. And the, the people that had come along to join us, They seem to really enjoy it. Um, Yeah, it was just great to finally get going. And I'm just raring to go uh, for the next event uh, now, really. So, yeah.
0: And do you have any suggestions for ways in which 5K UA groups could continue to encourage people to attend? You know, I I said this to Tony as well, that when he kind of uh, trying to dispel the myths that, you know, it's not a race and everyone's welcome and, any other kind of messages of encouragement for anyone obviously everyone is welcome all abilities and and everyone's family and friends and healthcare professionals yeah
3: i mean that's quite difficult in a way because people still hear park run and think it's you know there are people who still think oh it's about a race no it's not a race um i was talking with a work colleague the other day who's just started doing park run and he was re- talking about it being a race. I said, no, it's not a race. You know, nobody's ever left behind. You can walk, you know, it's a 5K for everybody. And I, I, and I, I don't know how else you can, because we're attached to Park Run. Um, I don't know how else you can, apart from just constantly reminding people that it is, you know, I mean, everything um, I do to promote 5K your way, I I really push the idea that walking is absolutely fine and and it's encouraged. Um, So I feel we just need to keep driving that message home, really. And the more people we get along, the more the word will spread and people will realise, I think. Um, For example, one of the girls who came to our group, the, at the launch she'd not long finished her treatment for breast cancer and she really was not you know you know in, in before all this she she was not a, um, a regular exerciser particularly and she wouldn't especially go for a long walk or anything and she's got some issues with her neuropathy in her, in her feet and stuff and I said to her look it's okay you don't have to come and walk the whole lot department she said oh, I'm going to try it anyway she walked the whole 5k which was brilliant and she loved doing it yeah oh, and now she says she's going to come to the next one and she's going to, and, and she actually said to me I don't know why and she's got some friends who were training for a, a, a virtual London event she says and they're going to walk it she said I don't know why they're not here doing this and I said well exactly I said and she could see there that walking it we weren't last at all you know there was people behind us and obviously there's a tail walker at park run but it opened her eyes as to what park run was about and i think you have to draw people in initially i think so that they can see this for themselves so they realize that it isn't just about running and in some ways in my previous life I, you know i did I didn't do part run as much before I had cancer as I have done since in a way. Um, but I was always there to try and, you know, you, you sort of look at your time, you're trying to get a better time. But, you know, that's that's really not what part runs about at all. I've learned so much through my own experience um, by going to parkrun through cancer treatment that actually the time really is irrelevant. And it's about so much more. It's about community and it's about the social aspect, and just keeping moving, whatever. So, yeah, I yeah. couldn't
0: agree more. And and it's important to say that if people aren't ready to walk um, around and would just like to come along and cheer, or obviously they can volunteer as well. So there, there are lots of ways of getting involved. And, and of course, you can walk or jog as much or as little as you want. So it is very much yeah. a community you know just like 5k away is a community group you know community support group we're, we're not there to race or to to run you know it it is very much welcome to everyone and it's not just you could walk or run you can definitely cheer and volunteer volunteering is such an amazing thing to do at parkrun as well
3: yes definitely and that's something that as we go on i definitely want to get our members of our group involved in volunteering at shrewsbury parkrun because we are mindful of the fact we need to sort of give something back in a way. And volunteering is is a great way to do it, definitely.
0: And it and it makes you feel good. You know, you've gone and you've supported the community and you've done something good. And such a lovely way to to cheer everyone on and get a good buzz from it as well, isn't it?
3: Yes, definitely.
0: Um I wanted to talk about um getting in touch with healthcare healthcare professionals and other I know you've got in touch with other charities to kind of support and and signpost and promote 5K your way. So um how have you found getting in touch specifically with with healthcare professionals to start with in, in terms of asking them to promote 5k away to to their colleagues and to their patients?
3: Um, I found all this initially, I found all the, the promotional side of it quite difficult. Uh, not knowing where to start really. Uh, I know Amy who works in cancer care, she has she was able to email like all the GPS in the area. I don't know what success rate we've got from that, though. Um, so so she's done that. But I knew that uh, we have a very good cancer charity, Lingland Davis. Um, it's where our treatment centre is, the Lingland Davis unit. And I knew that, uh, you know, that they were a good place to go to. I just really, initially I approached them because I wanted them to put some posters up and, and put the banner up in the treatment centre. And um, I was amazed. I approached them and they asked me in for an int- a chat. We had a fantastic chat and I was I came away so positive because they were basically saying, well, we'll do this for you, we'll do that. So they've actually helped us along quite a lot with the promotional stuff, and managed to get us on the radio and into the local press. Um, and it works both ways because, you know, obviously helps them in a way you know and um yeah but uh, as far as actually the healthcare professionals I'm still finding that slightly tricky um I've I have actually been in managed to be in touch with one of my clinical nurse specialists and she is planning she's aware of it she has she's told me she's seen the posters up in the treatment center which is good so people are seeing them and she is hoping to come to one of our events um hopefully this side of Christmas um but yeah I'm still working on that a little bit
0: Um... it's really difficult you know that to try to get healthcare professionals on board I think once they actually come along like obviously you've got Amy you know coming along to the as an ambassador Mm -hmm. but to get them to come along to the group and see like you say see what it's all about then hopefully promote it to their colleagues and their their patients you know is is our overall aim but you know it's, it's still very difficult to to ask healthcare professionals to talk about exercise. Um, and, you know, I, I know you talked on the radio about this recently, on um, Radio Shropshire, and he asked about the advice given on exercise to people when they're diagnosed. And, you know, our, our goal at 5K Away and Move Charity is to, st- is to do our best to kind of promote it and get the word out there that exercise has so many benefits to people living with and beyond cancer. And I know, you know, you, you said as well, we've still got a long way to go
3: yes i think we have i think it's it, it is happening and and as i said when i went and contacted my clinical nurse specialist she did actually say that she would because i said what we want is for for people like her to be spreading the word just gently to patients um and she said no she will you know te- you know mention it to patients um it, it's got you know it's got to come from the healthcare professionals in a way in the you know um, because a lot of people who've never, who haven't perhaps been sporty or athletic, they're probably nervous of, of of doing too much. And I think there's still a bit of an old-fashioned idea that, you know, if you're going through cancer treatment, you've just got to go home and learn the settee um, to recover. And obviously, I know per, my personal experience was very much the opposite. Going out in the fresh air and having a walk did me far more good than just, you know, staying on the settee. Um, I think it has got to come from the healthcare professionals. Uh, I think it's starting to happen. I think the more we get out there, and the more people see us, and the more people realise, yeah, these people, these people have had cancer, or they've had they, you know, if we get paid, if we could get patients who are having treatment currently, that'd be really good. Um, and it's just, I think it's going to, I think attitudes will change, definitely but it's just going to take a bit more time,
0: I think. Definitely, yeah. I think we're getting there and it is slowly becoming a bit more common knowledge that actually it's a lot better to move than to obviously just sit sit and do nothing. And even if that movement is up and down, just past the road to the to the door and back. Yeah, go on.
3: Well, um, actually, one of our ambassadors, Kat, a former GP, she said something very pertinent to me. She said, as healthcare professionals often you're talking to patients telling them they can't do things they're telling them not to drink they're not to smoke they're not to eat this that and the other and things like that can seem quite difficult for patients but if you're saying go out and exercise go out and walk that's actually quite an easy thing to do really it's once they've taken those steps and gone out the front door it's easy to do and it's a positive step so I think if you think of it like that, it it should be easier than, than it is really.
0: And it's uh, it's something that, you know, you can control rather than something that you can't control when you're having your treatment and things like that, isn't it? Yes, definitely.
3: Completely. And that, that's why I um, wanted to keep moving. Like I said, for my own personal sake, because it it was about keeping um, my situation in control uh, by staying active
0: and I, I know we we uh could go on for ages here, but what we were talking about just before we started recording was was really lovely and it, it would be really nice to finish on. Just just to 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 maybe someone that's you know like yourself, um living beyond cancer, and and to talk about kind of your your pre-cancer self and your your after cancer self. And you were saying it, it's obviously really difficult to look back on on for example your triathlon times or your your 5k park run times and then think about what what you were kind of doing then to what you're doing now and 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 it's obviously really really difficult to to look to look at that but tell us your message about that
3: my overwhelming riding message is you know you are still the same person when you're on the other side of all this um you know life is quite different for me compared to what it was pre-cancer you know I was doing you know Ironman distance triathlons um and you know long distance events marathons that sort of thing and it has been a shock and now I'm actually coming up to doing a sprint triathlon which to me seems you know like a, a huge obstacle um so but I know that I am still me so I would say old me knew me still me and I would say that to anyone you've just got to remind yourself you're still the same person even though you've been through a hell of a lot
0: on the way I know nobody can see me but I'm sat here with a massive smile on my face because that's <laughs> such a lovely way to finish thank you so much Sarah really I, I know we could have gone on and on but I'm going to stop us there so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us
3: well, thank you, Georgie. Thank you for chatting. We Yes, we could have talked so much more, couldn't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. We'll carry on offline now. Stop us there. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was brilliant. I love talking to both Tony and Sarah. They're such great ambassadors and I feel honoured to, to have been able to speak to them. Um, and they're just two of our amazing volunteers uh all of our ambassadors are volunteers up and down the country they all do such an amazing job we couldn't do 5k away without them I love working with them all and I feel honored to be able to do the job that I do every day um we really couldn't couldn't do 5k away at all without them all and and all of our ambassadors and everyone that comes to our group all are there's such a big diversity all different ages all different backgrounds and they're all coming along for all different reasons um, and now that we're back it it's it's so lovely to see all of the photos coming in every, at the end of every month and to see all the the difference that it's making to everyone's lives for for me to to see everyone that's being inspired and being supported to to move when living with and beyond cancer or or they're there because they've you know they've lost a loved one to cancer or their family of someone or a friend of someone going through treatment everyone's there for their own reason but they're all supporting and inspiring one another so it's excellent to have our groups back and I'm really enjoying seeing you all all back up and running or walking or s- cheering or volunteering so thank you so much to all of our ambassadors and you know s- especially to Tony and Sarah for joining us today really enjoyed talking to you both um now I've set myself uh, a challenge to try to visit all of the groups M- maybe it's going to take me a quite a while but hopefully at some point I'll I'll be at least able to visit quite a lot of you um, done two so far another one this month and then I'll keep visiting them all ho- hopefully on the last Saturday of every month so thanks so much for listening um, please please do share this with anyone that you think might find it useful and please um, come along to 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 your local group um, and if you'd like to find out more please just email us um, info at 5k your way or check out our website 5k Um there's lots of details on there subscribe to our newsletter and just just help us spread the word tell anyone that you know that might find this useful um to to give the podcast a listen or or to come along on the last saturday of the month thank you so much